Welcome to the Career Hacks podcast. My name is Ryan Webb and I work as a career service advisor within UQ, Faculty of Business Economics and Law and the Careers Employability Team. We find opportunities for students to gain experience in the workplace, connect you with industry through networking and events, boost your confidence through practical workshops and develop your career plan. In this podcast series, we speak with a range of outstanding professionals working in different industry fields and current students wanting to share their opinion with you. We gain valuable insights into their careers and discuss employability topics that are relevant in today's fast-paced and agile world of work. The Career Hacks podcast, giving you the opportunity to listen to their stories. I would like to introduce our guest today, Feliza Anandita, who is a penultimate student studying Bachelor Advanced Business here at UQ. With a keen interest in the asset management, venture capital, strategy consulting industries. Feliza currently works at Bentley's Advisory, congratulations, recently started a couple of weeks ago, uh, an accounting firm, and is the treasurer at the brand new FinTech Society on campus. I believe you've got some exciting news you wanted to share with us as well. Definitely do. Felisa currently works at Bentley's Advisory and Accounting Firm and is the tr- and is the treasurer at the brand new FinTech Society on campus. And I believe you've got some really exciting news for us to discuss as well. Feliza, welcome to Career Hacks today. Thank you for your time. Oh, good. Excited to be here talking to you today. What drove you to start studying the Bachelor of Advanced Business at UQ? It's a new honours program that has been running here, and I believe you're one of the um, second um, set of students coming through. Can you tell us about what you hope to gain with this honours program to give you an edge in your career? It's funny. Um, there's, when I first started and like looked at the degrees, um, advanced business really appealed to me because you can really pick and choose what like your majors. And for me, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I was like, I don't know if I wanted to box myself to just finance in a BAFE degree or if I, but I also knew I didn't want to do, so. I wanted something a little bit more challenging than the standard commerce degree. Right. So, um, and at that point in high school, I was also topping legal studies, so I wanted to do something that had a bit of flaw in it, um, but I also couldn't commit myself to a law degree because of the workload. Um, so I saw on the accounting major, um, you could do um, like business law subjects, like corporations laws and income tax laws. And I was like, you know, if, I, if that's something I decide I want to do, then I want to have the option to do it. So that's why I really chose advanced business. And... Honestly, it's been a good ride so far. Um, I would really recommend it if you have a lot of interests in business, but you don't really know what you really want to specialize in yet because you do get a taste of everything in your first and second year um, because you do your core subjects are like more advanced versions of the first year commerce business management subject. But for me, it was like good and not because I ended up having to do marketing in HR, which now I know I absolutely hate and I will never do again. (laughs) But for me, I guess just with that base knowledge I got from that, from those subjects, um, it's been able to like support me in, um, when I do like solving case comps, just having like basic marketing theories. And also with the HR course, if you're going for interviews and going for internships, you know, knowing what a HR person is looking for at the back of your head, you know, like really helps you develop your resume and how you approach things, just knowing what 
you know, how a HR person approaches recruiting. Sounds like the uh, advanced program gives you a lot more choices. Would that be fair to say? Definitely. I would say so. And that's sort of helped you over the last three years sort of start making some decisions about where you see yourself? Yeah. And and with that, of course, yourself, Ryan, you and your advice, the Bell Careers theme here is amazing. I'll take that plug. Yeah. (laughs) The plug, the plug is there. Um, your advice, you know, it's really helped me, you know, like really paved my way over the last couple of years in figuring out what I want to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, that's, I'm really glad that um, you're starting to get a real picture, especially in your penultimate year. Uh, I also noticed, well, I actually um, worked with you on a number of these areas, but I noticed that you've been really engaged over the last three years at UQ, in particular, the case studies and competitions such as Deloitte t case competition uh, hosted by employers and on campus as well. Can you talk us through your interest in these business competitions and maybe and how it's helped you when you're reflecting back and can you choose your favourite? Honestly, case comps, I do love them. I think doing competitions um, at uni is really good because you end up using your skills, what you learn a bit more practical way and then like you're actually doing the things that industry wants you to do. So you know, it's all fair and good to get a seven in your finance subject, but if you can't apply it to um, like a case given to you, then what's the use of you of you learning that theory? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also with that, also helps with your time management skills um, because a lot of them are scheduled at like really stupid busy times of the year. So you do end up having to juggle them. And I think what's really valuable in um, the case comps is Again, not just the skills, but also the people that you work with. And then, you know, learning how to work well in a team um, on something that's not, you know, a, you know, group um, assessment that no Mm. one really cares about. So um, because with these competitions, there's a real prize at the end and you also get to network with the firm, which is, again, also valuable because you get to find out if the firm and the culture is somewhere that you want to be in as well. And for me, my favorite would probably have to be the KPMG case competitions um, because they're, the Deloitte ones end up being a little bit more number crunchy. The KPMG right. ones are more strategy. Okay. Um, but they're really fun. And also they have it has a special place in my heart because it was the first ever case comp that I did and I ended up going all the way to the grand finals. All the way to the finals. Yeah, on my of first course. go. I think so. I knew that. Fantastic. Yeah. So. What whereabouts were the finals held? Um, KPMG office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Fantastic. Was it because you got to see the offices? Was it everything that you thought it was? In a lot of people have a visualization of what they think the office might be like. Is it live up to its expectations? I mean, you saw. I mean, I saw the boardroom, which was like yeah. a meeting room. I guess. It was an office. Um. <laughs> it's just an office. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's good. Yeah, because well, we run uh, we run uh, tours uh, every second every semester. Sorry, where you get to actually go and see um, offices like KPMGs or or PWCs that sort of thing. So it's always good to see. But if most of the time you're right, it's <laughs> it's an office and it's got boardrooms and that sort of thing. It's just nice views a lot of the time as well. Now I talked to you about this just before we came on. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a question without without reference, but I believe that you're into, into F1s. Is it in particular just F1 or do you like all car racing? No, I'm big motorsport 
person. Um, actually, my favorite right now would probably be Formula E, like seeing the electric cars. A lot of people don't like it because it sounds like a vacuum, which, look, <laughs> it does. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, really nice to see, like, you know, like the developments in electric cars and how they're, you know, making that, making racing more exciting and also how they're helping to make that more mainstream to help, you know, transition cars into a more sustainable electric power. Um, sustainability is one of my biggest passions. So, right. like, seeing this... And seeing, you know, such a big, you know, like a spotlight on one of like the biggest um, car racing in the world, you know, really taking steps towards sustainability and being better for the world. It's really exciting to see. Fantastic. Are they just as fast as the petrol guzzlers or? Um, I think their top speeds, I think they're about 50 kilometers an hour less, but their cornering speeds is not as fast as um, the F1. Thanks for that. No, look, I, I just... I think being able to have um, a whole variety of things that you can talk about is is always important. People remember you from your storytelling, uh, and I think it's really great that you've got some other passions outside of those sort of professional areas. And it <laughs> seems like it ties in with with your um, passions as well, which is um, not um, sustainability, which I agree with too. Um, also want to talk a bit about uh, your involvement in the brand new fintech society and why you wanted to be involved in a society at all in campus and first of all I believe you got some really exciting news from last night. Yeah so UQ fintech won best science club of the year at the UQ union clubbies um, night. Congratulations. Yeah super exciting especially on our first year you know it's been a big year we did a lot of events and it's been such a fun thing to be a part of um, because when I joined, um, I joined Fresh as a VP of marketing. There wasn't really anyone taking care of the marketing side. So, you know, advertising for events was still very minimal. LinkedIn presence, very minimal. Didn't have an Instagram page. So I jazzed it all up so, you know, we could get our name out there a bit more and get a bigger turnout to our events. And yeah, it's been pretty good. So... We usually run fortnightly poker nights, started being social, but now on the last couple of months, we got firms actually sponsoring those poker nights. Do you have a poker hat? No, I do not have a poker <laughs> hat, sadly. See-through green visors? <laughs> no? Okay. No. I'd... Are you any good at poker? Absolutely or not. More, I am horrible, but that's okay. <laughs> more that's, setting up the event. That's all right. I'm 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 learning as I go. I have the hands on my phone on one hand and my cards on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those that are listening that aren't quite sure what fintech is, is in itself, did you want to tell us a bit about what fintech is and maybe give the sponsors a plug if you'd like? So for those who want to know, UQ Fintech. Um, is a brand new society. We do academic events, we do social events, and we also do industry events for networking as well. Um, so what we really do is we try and bridge STEM students with um, employers from the financial industry. So our sponsors are um, like quant firms like um, Acuna or Optiva, but then we also have um, crypto trading platforms like SwiftX, um, which is probably one of the biggest one in Australia at the moment, um, sponsoring us. And we also have Monochrome as well, who sponsored a bit of our events. And they are, um, they aim to make Bitcoin more attractive to 
um, institutional investors so that they can integrate it into their portfolio in like a more of a unit trust instead of in a more, in a more traditional way instead of um, you know trying to invest themselves in like a um, platform and having all of those security risks and technology risks and you know being in a managed unit like a managed fund type of thing it's easier for them to manage that way minimizes their risk sounds like a really exciting environment to be in um i would assume also that you get to meet students like you said from different faculties that you probably never would have um previously because some, most students tend to tend to stay in their in their lanes for the most part definitely has that had a real um advantage i guess in being able to to share your skills with with others and vice versa yeah so um most of the exec on Yuhu Fintech is actually maths, do maths or computer science. Okay. For me, it's been helpful because I've picked up a bit of coding from them. And when I'm lost in my um, business analytics assignments, I'm like, please help. <laughs> and they're like, I got you, which is, you know, helpful because no one from my class is really that familiar with um, Python and coding. Um, and for me, you know, I've just as a treasurer, I've set up a brand new, you know, set up our accounting software for fintech and new expense tracking platform. So it's a little bit more streamlined um, and it's easier for future treasurers to use. And with, and then also, you know, doing marketing as well and then using those like marketing strategies because, you know, math students, they don't, you know, like they're not as familiar with the different ways and how to segment and like how to target Different people. Um, different people. Yeah, no, yeah. perfect. I think that's uh, working in particular with Futures, um, which is our our, um, our entrepreneurship arm at UQ is really sort of tries to do that themselves as part of what we do here for entrepreneurship. But doing it in society is a great outcome, I think, especially for your, for your fintech one. So well done. Yeah. It's actually really good as well because, again, brand new society, so I – got to have a lot of say in the way that we run pro we run things and then if I have one input or want things to run they're like super receptive so I think one of the best things about you know running society being an executive or even a subby is one you meet great people and two you have a bit more responsibility you get to you know have a say in how things run and then you can look at your work and be like Damn, I did a good job. <laughs> Brilliant. I think it take it gives you a bit more confidence to be able to talk to, to industry, I'm assuming too, because you you need to be able to do that when you're in a society. Yeah. Um, when I've been to interviews um, with employers for internships, they've really liked, you know, stories about um, societies. And, you know, for a lot of them, they're like, we want to see you, ha see you work in a team environment that's not a group assignment. They, they hate group assignment quite, um, stories. So doing case comps and doing um, society stuff, it gives you just a lot more stories um, in your back pocket to be able to tell employers on why you're the best fit for them. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate that. Good advice as well. Um, and thanks for that. Um, I'm also going to talk a bit about your experience so far. So um, in your penultimate year, you've got some amazing experience Um You've got a great LinkedIn profile, by the way. I bang on about the LinkedIn profile because <laughs> I think it's the best way to provide in terms of your brand. Uh, but I wanted to take a trip back memory lane in particular to take you 
to where it all started with McDonald's. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure a number of people have worked or working in a company similar to McDonald's uh, and want to put a bit of a focus on them. They are world renowned in terms of their training, in terms of their, um, their quality and standard of, of how they train staff. And so I believe, um, you coached up to 50 new staff and led a workplace health and safety awareness campaign. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and maybe how it, you've reflected on it at all in your, in your life so far? So when I look at McDonald's, I'd spent four years of my life there and you know, it was a really, you know, you look at your resume like, oh, it's McDonald's. But honestly, some of the skills I took from there, like patience, that's a big thing. Um, and then just not letting things that are out of your control affect you. Um, that's another really big thing. Another big skill that I learned from there is really valuable. And, you know, being able to talk to people from, being able to communicate like with people um, of all ages, you know, talking to your managers and then to your 14-year-old, um, you know, crew member that you're coaching and then also to all the, you know, to drunk people at 12 a.m. while you're working overnight. Um, you know, that takes a little, you know, you have to be really flexible on how you communicate and, you know, you have to, you know, be really aware. And I think that's super helpful. And also employers like you have McDonald's because it shows that, you can work hard because let's face it, it's, it's, you know, it's rough. It, it can be very rough and, oh, <laughs> and you know, having, you know, a 50 year old man chuck a hash brown at you, you know, <laughs> it shows that you have resilience that you've been through it and that you stuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> did you duck or did it get you? <laughs> oh no, it hit me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for that. Um, I was also going to talk about, uh, you recently completed Deloitte's Insider Program. Can you tell us a bit about that? what that was like and um, would you recommend it to others to take part? Definitely for the big four, they're so big. And then you just don't know what service lines each of them are. Like you, so when you go into internship season and they're like, choose what service lines. And you're like, what's the difference between, between, um, finance consulting and the, um, you know, accounting advisory arm. Cause like to you, like that sounds the same, right? Um, and then just like in these sessions, cause they're so big, you end up finding out more about the firm, the, each service lines and you get to find out that, but service lines that you wouldn't have known existed otherwise. Um, like for example, Deloitte has a really big, um, data analytics arm as well, analytics and cognitive, and they do a lot of work in AI and, Unless you have trolled through their website, I don't think that's something you would have been super aware about. And again, talking to those um, firm representatives and just figuring out if the team that you want to be in is a team that you can see yourself working in before you commit yourself to a full interview process. Was that the first experience you had like that Um, in terms of just visualizing, I guess, your future career option? in a large firm? I mean, I've talked to a few, like in my first year, I went to quite a few networking events because I thought it's best for me to get a head start. So, you know, when it comes to my third year, I'm not like, what What am I going to do now? Like, at least I've narrowed down the things I don't want to do. Yeah. And I think that was really important for me, um, for my future planning. And so networking is all well and good, but in a thing like the 
Deloitte Insider program, Keeping Your Foundations program, you get to do a bit more of a deep dive into what each service lines offer. And I think, again, that's just, that's really important as well, because you wouldn't have known what they have to offer otherwise. Yeah, great. And you, were you able to sort of, I guess, compare that with others after that or? Yeah, yep. definitely. Fantastic. Um, and finally, you are working at Bentley's. Congratulations. Thank you. Two weeks in, I believe. Is that correct? Three weeks now. Three weeks. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> can't, can't take the extra week. Uh, how does it feel now that you are, all the hard work has paid off and you've started your new career before finishing uni? Um, it's kind of funny. Accounting isn't really what I envision myself doing. And I, you know, like for me, it's just, for me, it's a stepping stone into doing the things I actually want. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting um, trying to do income tax returns before doing an income tax law subject at UQ. Um, it's been a very steep, deep dive in, um, but you do get a grad there who will, you know, that sits, that sits like across from you or near you and you can be like, hello, help. I don't know what happened here. Oh, that's like, great. Give you some advice. Yeah. And then a lot of the work that they do, it's just, you know, your BASs, ISs, you know, your income tax returns, your FBT returns and um, the work the managers give you. Of course, they start you easy. And then once you develop those skills, then they'll give you harder and harder and harder work. And you, and I think the, it's a very fast paced firm. Um, so I feel like with this, you know, you, I think a big thing is you have to know how to problem solve and you also have to know to think by yourself and you also know how to ask questions and how to ask for help because they're not going to be like, hey, is there anything you need help with? Like sometimes you actually have to go up to them and know have the confidence feel like, hey, can you help me with this? Sounds like all of the things that you've learned up until this point probably help you with that. Oh, you might not have been confident enough to come forward and ask those questions maybe uh, four or five years ago. Definitely. So all these things that you've done in the past have probably got you to your success where you are now. So well done. Congratulations. Um, in just in finishing up today, um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming in. Just wanting to find out what your favorite career hack is that you'd like to share with everyone. Wow. Okay. Career hack. Um, what would you not leave the house with if you were trying to be successful in a career? For me, I think perseverance, resilience is something that you need to build, you need to have. And then knowing and then like taking rejections and failures as not a bad thing, but, you know, you just on your way to a good thing, maybe it's not meant to be. And just, you know, taking it in your stride, learn and see what mistakes you've made, improve and then see... Um, how, you know, with your next opportunity, what else you can do? Because for me, I feel like a rejection, you know, maybe you're just not meant to do that. And you just, you know, it's the universe telling you that that's not what you're meant to do. And then, you know, you just got to find your reason and then find what you actually, what it is you want to do, work hard for it. And then when it's meant to be, you'll get it. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate that. It's great advice, in particular resilience. I think with COVID at the moment, um, it is difficult for people to focus on it getting better in the future. 
in terms of opportunities, in terms of moving forward or just leaving the house. <laughs> I think there's a lot of those uh, anxiety around resilience. So it's a great advice to just keep the path, I guess, and, and keep trying or, or learn from your mistakes. Thank you so much for your time today, Felicia. I really appreciate it. Is there um, anything happening in the horizon that you wanted to discuss in particular or you want to keep that under your hat? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the next six months of year has to offer. I'm trying to go on exchange. So we'll see how the borders open up with that or if I can actually go. So third, t third time trying. Hopefully third time's the charm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, is this the third time you've tried to book in? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Where, where are you looking to go? Um, this one, I'm looking at going to Milan, um, Bocconi University. One, they have a really good finance programs there with a lot of really cool subjects that you can do. I'm super excited about that. And two, it's close to racing. It's close <laughs> to all the travel. Of course. You know, just on a personal level. I'm invested. I want to be closer to racing. I love it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Well, Feliza, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone's going to get something out of the podcast today. And I wish you all the best. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll be in Milan in 2022. Thanks very much. Of course. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me here. That's it for this episode of Career Hacks, brought to you by UQ Faculty of business, economics, and law in the careers and employability team. Join us next time for further insights into the lives of industry professionals and the students like yourselves. Thank you for listening, legends. <laughs>